Good afternoon and welcome to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. This is the fifth edition of a new collab of Love from the Hip host Sage Sisters podcast featuring Megan Durkins and Haley McLennan. We will spotlight amazing people locally in the Seattle area, grabbing their story and sharing their healing insight and wisdom. I hope that by listening to our monthly collaboration, you will not only get inspired to help yourself and live your best life, but also that you will share it with others in hopes of making this world a better place. After all, we have a responsibility and we owe it to ourselves first. I would like to now welcome back my lovely co-hosts, Megan and Haley. Hey everyone, I'm Haley. And I'm Megan, and we're the hosts of Sage Sisters Podcast. And we are two energy healing junkies based here in the Pacific Northwest who are on the search for what wellness and self-care actually mean. Every Friday, we dive into the paths of various healing practitioners, coaches, and teachers, as well as our own continued exploration of energy work, spirituality, and self-care. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts and on Instagram and Facebook at Sage Sisters Podcast. So, Megan or Haley, can you tell our listeners more about our special guest for today? Yeah, so we are so excited to be back and to have on Jess McKeown who is a spirit baby medium using her channeling gifts to connect babies with their parents so they can deliver messages of healing, hope, and love. She is honored to support parents on their journey from conception to pregnancy to birth and beyond, and especially those who are grieving angel babies. Jess is grateful to be a conduit for the divine and is supported by her experiences as a shamanic practitioner, yoga teacher, energy healer, oracle card reader, crystal lover, and astrology nerd. (laughs) Well, I'm excited for this show today, and I hope you are too. So everyone stick around for after this quick break. Men, care for your skin properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers their Gentleman's Groom Clinical Facial for just $120. Designed for your rugged skin, a deep cleansing clinical facial is like a one-two-three punch to wrinkles, age spots, and problem skin. Tame those brows, ears, and nostrils. Sakura Skin and Mind, erasing wrinkles one clinical facial at a time. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A SkinAndMind.com Tell your friends about Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and to subscribe and share my YouTube channel and podcast, Love from the Hip. That's H-Y-P, anywhere you can find podcasts. If you're just joining us, today is the fifth episode of a series collaboration with Sage Sisters Podcast. Hey everyone, we're Haley and Megan of Sage Sisters Podcast. Every Friday, you can catch us dropping new episodes about all things energy, spiritual, and wellness related. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts and on Instagram and Facebook at Sage Sisters Podcast. Today, we are so excited to have Jess McKeown on the show. Jess is a spirit baby medium who uses her channeling gifts to connect babies with their parents so they can deliver messages of healing, hope, and love. Jess is honored to support parents on their journey from conception to pregnancy to birth and beyond, and especially those who are grieving angel babies. (laughs) Hey, Jess, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited, everyone. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm just going to start with what is a spirit baby medium? Yeah. um, So basically, it's someone who connects to the spirits of babies. Uh, mostly those that are wanting to come in and also those who return to spirit. So spirit babies are essentially your children in spirit form. They're not incarnate yet. So I use my voice um, and channeling abilities to deliver their messages to you. Okay. So Jess, how did you know that you had mediumship abilities? I started hearing voices. (laughs) (laughs) For real. And um, I knew they weren't my internal voice. And so I started to relay these messages that I was hearing to people. where I'd write them down and then I'd confirm them. But I think what really sort of put the nail on the head for me was when I actually had a conversation with a ghost. And I was in my shamanic class. And we were in circle and we were sharing. And I saw this man walking in the circle like very interruptive and I looked around the room and I said does anybody else see this person and nobody else seemed to notice him and so I just said telepathically like hey (laughs) what do you want (laughs) why are you here and he stopped and he looked at me and he said I have a message for one of your classmates and I said okay 
I said, if I deliver this message to them, will you get out of our circle and go stand <laughs> in the corner and let us finish our class? And he was like, yes. And so later after class, I told my classmate and um, it was a beautiful resolution because the spirit was trapped here. He had died unexpectedly. And so um, my teacher and my classmate helped him cross over. So mm. once I sort of had a conversation back and forth, I was like, and then saw sort of the re resolution. I was like, okay, this is, this is real. <laughs> Whoa. So how did you decide to focus on babies as your medium? Yeah. As my medium, as a medium. Yeah, as a medium. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, so the babies actually chose me. I was doing um, a shamanic journey about what my purpose was, why am I here, you know, those big life questions that we all ask. And in that journey, all these beautiful babies came to me and they said, you know, Jess, like, our, our parents aren't infertile, you know, that's, it's more energetic blocks created by trauma or family issues or their grief. And, you know, we need you to help them clear that and realize that and do that inner work so that we can come in because all these babies that are coming in now, they want woke parents. They want parents who are doing the inner work, who are striving to release the ties of the past and to become better people. So they really sort of tap me as like their voice. And, you know, I've, I've been that person, like whenever I go to parties, um, the kids always come up to me and I'm just like, I always love kids. And it's always just kind of like seem like a natural fit because I'm very childlike in, in my um, own ways. And so I can really relate to them. So I think it's a little bit of that, you know, they kind of chose me. And plus I just love babies. You and know? Did you have your <laughs> own experience with babies as well? My own experience, like with a spirit to my, baby. Yeah. With your yeah. own spirit baby. Yeah, so I've talked to my own spirit baby, and um, she's given me a lot of really beautiful guidance on my own pathway and how to work through my own issues here, right? Because I have issues too, you guys. I'm not, you know, like perfect and healed myself. And so she's guiding me as well um, and gives me that advice to um, slowly move on my pathway towards bringing her in. All right. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so Jess, how do babies communicate with you? Um, just like children, right? So um, that's to say like some are really like funny, they come into my face, like they touch my shoulders, they tap my cheeks, you know, and they're just like very engaging and energetic. And then some are really shy and they sort of feel a little bit more distant. And, you know, I, I see them and sense their presence, but they won't quite talk to me yet until they sort of warm up. And that's usually when I'm in a session and I'm talking with the parents. And they'll say something and then that'll bring the kids a little bit closer because like now they're interested in the conversation. Um, and then sometimes they won't talk to me at all. <laughs> so that's really interesting. I never thought that somebody wouldn't talk to me. But, um, you know, they'll just say, I don't want to talk now or I don't feel like talking or, you know, I can't answer that right now. And they're just sort of like aloof and go about their business. So it's I would just say it's just like regular kids. Do baby spirits hang around their parents before they're born? Like before they are in utero? And then about how long have you seen that? Like prior? Yeah. Do you know that song? Somebody's watching you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, right. These babies are watching you. Um, they're watching your every move, so to speak. Um, definitely watching you in the bedroom. So, you know, hey. Um, that. <laughs> Knowing when to them. strike. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and now, no. Um, but they, um, they, you know, they they check in on you because they want to make sure, like that. It's a, it's a lot of a lot of that is timing, right? So they'll look at you and they'll go, oh, you know, how are they doing? How's mom and dad doing? Or how's mom and mom doing? You know, how's that situation? Um, are they about to move? You know, is uh, mom still in grad school? I wanted to finish that. So they're kind of keeping tabs on your life. And um, there's a co-creation between the three of you, right? Or even more sometimes, depending on how you're bringing the babies in. But they really sort of are coordinating all the efforts to make sure that they are coming in at the right time. Um, it's just kind of like, sometimes they have spiritual contracts with you. So they'll wait with you um, forever, basically. I feel like those people that say like, oh, I've always wanted to be a mom, or I knew from a young age that I wanted to be a mom, their spirit baby is probably already around them and just waiting for that right time for them to actually come in, right? So it's it's kind of like um, I've seen a long time. I've seen maybe like two to three years, usually like three to five years is kind of like when in that time when you're kind of ready to have kids, you know, they'll kind of show up. And then 
the closer they are to coming in, the closer they appear to me. So if like a lot of times what I say is like, they're knocking on your uterus, <laughs> they're like ready to be born, you know, within the next three months, um, if they're a little bit further away. And so like when I channel, some feel really close in my face and some feel like a little further distant, they say, mm, mom's got some work to do. She's got to finish that grad school, you know, so one to two years, I'll be ready to come in. So, right. yeah. So how would you suggest a woman or a couple, or what would you suggest for a woman or a couple struggling with infertility? Yeah, so I would say we can talk to their spirit babies about what's preventing them from coming in. And it's really all kinds of reasons, right? Sometimes the baby wants to be a Virgo. Um, sometimes, you know, they want you to take that trip to Europe before you start to have kids. Um, and then sometimes it's deeper issues, like we got to work through the trauma of your last birth, right? So what I found is that when you have a first traumatic birth um, or you're struggling with this infertility and you can't bring them in, you create this control issue and you create this like like hypervigilance and what the uterus looks like to me is like, it's like a webbing and it's like, they say, Jess, it's really hard for us to get in there because she's holding on so tightly to all these things. So we address all the things and then that starts to loosen and open up the strands so that they can come in. And that could be like things about your work, things about your family, just all kinds of things. Each person is, is really unique. And a lot of times too, it's that unexplained infertility, right? So if you have been diagnosed with something, we can even still talk to that. But it's a lot of times I get this undiagnosed. We don't know why we can't get pregnant. So that's usually when it's energetic issues more so. All right. Great. Yeah. Well, with that, we're going to have to take a break. But remember, this is a live show. And if you would like just to communicate with your baby, whether they are here or not, maybe you have a question about that or whether a baby is coming in for you, 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527 after this quick break. Did you know that your skin is your body's first defense against disease and infection? BrioTech knows and has developed their topical skin spray to enhance your skin's natural healing responses and defenses. BrioTech is all about providing its customers products that help promote skin wellness. BrioTech Topical Skin Spray is a light misting spray free of added fragrance, oil, alcohol, and parabens. All this protection without clogging your pores. It's a must addition to your all-around daily skincare regimen. Try BrioTech, a collection of sprayers from two ounces to eight ounces. With this bundle, you can have BrioTech topical skin spray wherever life takes you. All natural and safe to use from head to toe. Irritations, redness, post-procedure sensitivities? Get BrioTech topical skin spray today. Learn more at BrioTechUSA.com. That's B-R-I-O-T-E-C-H-U-S-A.com. Support your skin at BrioTechUSA.com. Is your tween starting to experience a change in their skin? Want to get them on an easy at-home routine and have good skin hygiene? Allow Sakura Skin in Mind to help your tween out. This brief, deep cleansing and educational 35-minute facial is just enough to get your tween, ages 10 to 12 years old, started off in the right direction. Sakura Skin in Mind uses the latest in the clinical skincare industry to care for your tween the right way for just $65. Sakura Skin in Mind, treating skin out there with an of treatment and a pound of protection. Call 206-730-7429 or go to sakuraskinandmind.com. Hey everyone, I'm Haley. And I'm Megan. And we host Sage Sisters Podcast. We're former sorority bitches who have turned into wellness witches. Behind us are the days of college parties, Seattle bar hopping, and random happy hours. Now we're seeking the secrets of true wellness and self-care. Every Friday, we release new episodes chronicling our exploration of alternative energy healing modalities, spiritual wellness, and intuitive development. You can find us by searching Sage Sisters wherever you listen to podcasts, and you can download and subscribe to our episodes on iTunes and Spotify. We've both found incredible healing through multiple forms of energy work and want to spread the love. So look up Sage Sisters podcast and join in on your own spiritual wellness exploration. Download and subscribe to Sage Sisters Podcast. And if you like, throw us a rating and review on iTunes. And don't forget, go sage yourself. No other station delivers this much variety. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. Don't forget to tune in right here on KKNW every Wednesday at 2 to 3 p.m. for more Love from the Hip. 
And if you're just joining us, today is the fifth episode of a series collaboration with Sage Sisters Podcast. Hey, everyone. We're Megan and Haley of Sage Sisters Podcast. Every Friday, you can catch our new podcast episodes about all things energy, spirituality, and wellness. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts and on Instagram and Facebook at Sage Sisters Podcast. Today, we have the pleasure of having Jess McKeown, a spirit baby medium, using her channeling gifts to connect babies with their parents so they can deliver messages of healing, hope, and love. Okay. So, oh. oh, no, I was just going to say, so if you would like a channeled message from Jess, feel free to call 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. Okay, Jess, IVF babies. What's it like to work with a couple who is going through IVF? Yeah, so um, I love the IVF couples because I call them warriors of love, right? These Mm -hmm. people really want to be parents and they're really dedicated to this process and their babies want them to know that they know it and they feel it. Uh, When I work with them, uh, what I usually do is the babies will say like which of the fertilized eggs to choose or to implant. So usually they're numbered, which I didn't know. And then the babies will give me a series of numbers or they'll say number seven and number five. And those are the ones that they want to implant, um, usually because they think they have the best ability to um, grow to full term. And then they will also give me when is a good time to implant, the month, the day, um, because they also know when they want to be born. And so they're sort of calculating that and uh, working through those numbers so that they can come in at just the right time and be that Virgo if they want to be. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we've got some callers on the line. So let's go ahead and take Coco from Seattle. Coco, are you there? I am. Hi, Coco. What is your question for Jess? Or do you have a particular question? I do have a question. And you know who this is, but I sent you a message. Anyway, never mind. Um, (laughs) My question actually is um, for people who were told that they aren't able to have children. So I was actually told I couldn't have kids. And when the doctor, we went to a facility doctor, and the doctor actually said that um, it was really interesting or weird because my uterus actually was older than my age is the best way. That's how he explained it. So I'd love to know, like, what your take is on that or what that could have meant or means. Yeah, thank you, Coco, for that question. Um, So when I get those messages from babies, I hear a couple of things. One, um, I hear that maybe you're supposed to be a different kind of mother than actually giving live birth to your baby. So this could be an adoptive mother. This could have a baby through surrogacy. This could be... um, a foster mom. Uh, It could also mean that you're going to be a mother in a different way. So maybe it's more to your nieces and nephews or it's your your community. And I think sometimes those are hard for women to hear because they want to have their own children. But what the babies really expressed to me is motherhood is an archetype and motherhood is a way of being. And there's lots of different ways to mother things. Um, It could even be that maybe your life's work this time around is really on a certain project or on helping those mothers who also aren't able to bring in children and creating community and space around that. So it's really interesting to um, tap into your specific situation and find out what it is that you're here to do and how that relates to um, children either coming in or not um, for you. That's super cool. I had that feeling that it's more about what I'm supposed to be offering out into the world um, and how I, I'm supposed to mother in that way. And I just want to also call out that it is two, two, two. Well, oh, no. very cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that was very timely. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for calling that. in, Coco. Thanks for calling. Thank you. Thanks. All right. Well, let's go ahead and take Melissa from Woodenville. Melissa, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi, Melissa. What is your question for Jess? Thank you. I was wondering, I'm looking toward a second pregnancy. I've been trying for about a year with my partner. And um, is my is my son as close as he feels? I'm sorry, what was that last part? Is my son as close as he seems to be to me? Oh, is your son as close as he seems to you? Let's feel into that, please. Yeah, so Melissa, what I feel like is he's looking down and he gives me seven months. Um, so there's probably some work there around what it kind of feels, what it feels like mostly is like timing situation. Um, what's going on? Are you moving? Is there some stuff kind of moving around in your life that 
needs to settle before he comes in. So he kind of just tells me, don't worry, mama, I'm destined to come in. I just need a little bit more time and to not give up the hope that I will come in because it feels like you guys have already been talking and having this beautiful relationship. And so, yeah, he just wants you to release the pressure of timing, right? So a lot of times babies, um, relay this message because parents have this like timeline. They want their kids to come in at a certain time or be, you know, two years apart, but they have to take into consideration what the baby is looking at as well. So that's kind of what I hear from your son. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Thank you. That's a, that's a good release for me. I appreciate it. Thanks for calling in, Melissa. Thank you. So Jess, we, you obviously work a lot with people who are trying to get pregnant and or have babies on the way or have lost babies. But what about women who are maybe unsure about that decision, right? Like, is that the right decision for me? Do you work with couples like that as well? Yeah. So um, in, the, in those situations, like if you're unsure about having kids, um, whew, this is a big hit I'm getting. A lot of what comes out of that is um, what's the fear around having kids, right? Uh, does it have to be perfect? Do you have to be making, you know, 300K a year? Do you have to have the house? Does everything have to be all set up? So a lot of times it's less about really wanting kids or not. And it's more about the boundaries and restrictions that we put around what we think we need to have or be in order to have kids, right? So we'll kind of talk through those issues. We'll talk about maybe what's going on in the relationship, right? Are there things that need to be sorted out and felt better? And a lot of times all the babies want is momentum. So if you start to work on those relationships, if you start to release the energetic blocks, then they can really start to move in closer. And again, they're always watching you, but it's really more about like what's creating the the uncertainty, right? Because I think you either like, if you know that you don't want to have kids, then the spirit babies are like, cool, you know, we'll go somewhere else. But if you're uncertain, then it's more about that underlying question of what's causing the uncertainty. And that's what we would dig into in a session. I just have to share that when I first met Jess, I had a session with her and I have been very uncertain about having kids and I wasn't really sure I was like, I'm not really sure what I'm going to get out of this. And it was an amazing session. So even if you are one of those people who's kind of on the fence, she's so great to talk to. What was one thing that surprised you about the session? Um, she like told me a timeline that for having children that like felt really good to me and felt like, oh, OK, that makes sense as to like what's going on. It's still a couple years off for me. Yeah. So awesome. it definitely like is reassuring. <laughs> yeah. So, Jess, can I ask you, how is communicating with babies different from before conception, in utero, and after birth? Yeah, so um, before conception, when they're up in spirit, it's like a very divine conversation. The messages are big. The It's a very powerful feeling, right? Because they want you to clear these things. And it's very spiritual feeling, right? So if you've done some meditation or you've done any of this other spiritual work when you're talking with your guides, you get this like beautiful download and it's pictures and feelings. It's very like expansive is what I would say, right? Because they're very much still in that spiritual realm. Um, it feels a lot like prayer, right? It's just this beautiful, beautiful feeling. Um, then when they're in utero, there's actually less talking. Um, it's really short and sweet communication because they're busy growing and they're preparing for birth. And, you know, they don't necessarily always want to be bothered because they've got a lot going on in there. Um, I talked to one baby right before they were born, like an hour before they were born. Um, a friend called me and just wanted to make sure they were okay. And I felt this beautiful golden divine light. And I just got one word, which is like, okay, right? Like this baby was fine. The, the mom didn't need to worry. So it becomes a little less communicative. And then when they come on into earth, um, it's a lot more about um, their environment. Uh, a lot of their past life stuff comes up and it's a lot more like a human child, right? So there's a lot more factors. They're taking in a ton more information because they're on the earth. So it's a little bit more practical. And, you know, can you tell the dog to stop barking and, you know, can you tell mom not to worry and that kind of stuff? So it's a lot of that um, when they're here on earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Jess, when communicating with the babies who don't make it earthside, either if that's through a planned abortion, a miscarriage, or any other reason a baby didn't survive to term, how is that, how is that different? Wow. So um, it's the most intense feeling of love. I have ever felt in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, these babies that return to spirit, um, they have this like overpouring of just gratitude. Um, sometimes they have sorrow for, you know, not getting to be here. And they have this like deep spiritual understanding 
of how their parents are feeling. And it just feels like a best friend, a counsel, a guide. They're very wise. They have this sort of like completion, if you will, of their experience, even if it's short, um, especially the ones that maybe got aborted for medical reasons or for other reasons, a lot of times they will express gratitude to the parents. And then I just see them ball because they say it wasn't the right time. It wasn't the right partner. You know, we know that you had to do this so that we could have, we could come back and have a better body or a different life. And so there's just this like gratitude, this understanding. Um, and they really kind of ask their parents also, like, what did you learn from this? How did you grow from this experience? You know, did the couple get closer? Did you realize that you actually had the support that you thought you didn't have? So a lot of times in that communication, it's it's understanding the message and it's understanding what that process or that experience brought to you and how does that help you move through things um, and get, you know, closer to this alignment of bringing them back in as well. Can I ask you how long is that window of time to communicate with that lost baby? Yeah, so it um, it's kind of infinite, I would say. That's kind of what they're telling me right now. Um, we can talk to them. Like if you had an abortion when you were much younger and you're much older now, we can still talk to that baby. They're still always around you because they're waiting for you to come back up to heaven, for, you know, for lack of a better word, like back up to the spirit world. And then you guys would go on to your next life together or not. But so they're still kind of around you as you're alive in this lifetime. Um, yeah, they, they don't really have a time limit. Sometimes um, if it's really early on and it's tragic or it's uh, a sudden loss, like especially if it's a little baby or something like that, um, the, they have to kind of go through a bit of a process before I can talk to them. But um, usually, you know, within, I would say, a month to an infinite amount of time afterwards. Yeah. Well, with that, we're going to have to take another break. Um, but everyone stay tuned for the Oracle card in the hour. And remember, you can call in for a channeled message from Jess after the break, one 298 kknw or 425-373-5527. And now it's time for the Oracle in the Hour reading. We love Oracle cards. They are a great way to get information from your higher self about general and specific issues or topics. Today, Megan chose from The Universe Has Your Back by Gabby Bernstein. Megan, what did you draw today? So I drew the card that says, I let go of the shadow of the past by seeing someone for the first time through the eyes of love. Which I feel like is so fitting for what Jess was just talking about. So fitting. Absolutely. Beautiful. Hey everyone, I'm Haley. And I'm Megan, and we host Sage Sisters Podcast. We're former sorority bitches who have turned into wellness witches. Behind us are the days of college parties, Seattle bar hopping, and random happy hours. Now we're seeking the secrets of true wellness and self-care. Every Friday, we release new episodes chronicling our exploration of alternative energy healing modalities, spiritual wellness, and intuitive development. You can find us by searching Sage Sisters wherever you listen to podcasts, and you can download and subscribe to our episodes on iTunes and Spotify. We've both found incredible healing through multiple forms of energy work and want to spread the love. So look up Sage Sisters podcast and join in on your own spiritual wellness exploration. Download and subscribe to Sage Sisters podcast. And if you like, throw us a rating and review on iTunes. And don't forget, go Sage yourself. Peach fuzz is great. If it's on a peach, let Sakura Skin and Mind remove unsightly hair with dermaplaning. Although its primary purpose is to remove layers of dead skin, it's just one of the added benefits, leaving your skin baby smooth, safe, effective, fast, and affordable. What a concept! Sakura Skin and Mind wants you to look your very best, and dermaplaning is just one tool in their chest. Find out about dermaplaning at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A, skinandmind.com. We bring out the healthy skin and healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. Find out the latest about your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. Check out 1150kknw.com. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And feel free to give me a shout out at sakuraatlovefromthehip.com. Let me know you're listening. And if you're just joining us, today is the fifth episode of a series collaboration with Sage Sisters Podcast. Hey, everyone. We're Haley and Megan, hosts of Sage Sisters Podcast. 
Our obsession with energy healing has put us on the path of exploring what wellness and self-care actually mean for ourselves and our guests. Make sure you check us out every Friday anywhere you listen to podcasts and on Instagram and Facebook at Sage Sisters Podcast. Today, we have the pleasure of having Jess McKeown on as our guest. Jess is a spirit baby medium using her channeling gifts to connect babies with their parents so they can deliver messages of healing, hope, and love. And remember, if you would like a channeled message from Jess, feel free to call 1-888-298-KKNW or 425-373-5527. Okay, Jess, I know people who are a little bit, I'd say, weary of mediums and hesitant and worried about getting bad news. How do you, do you ever deliver bad news? How do you handle that if bad news comes through? Yeah, so I like to say, um, instead of bad news, I like to say sad news Mm -hmm. or unexpected news, right? Mm -hmm. So I remember I had one client whose spirit baby said she wasn't going to be able to give birth to her own children. And that really set her back. And she said, you know, I never thought that I was going to hear that. And then they came through this message that said, but you're meant to be an adoptive mom, right? And when we looked at her past lives, she had been a mother for many different lives and she had been all different kinds of mothers. And when she came back this time, she actually wanted to experience this adoptive mother um, pathway because she wanted to see if she could just love any baby, if she could sort of express it through this different way. And um, I'm really happy to say that she now has her two adoptive babies. So, Mm. you know, it's just, it's really beautiful. And if we let go of what we think we want and we allow spirit to deliver what we need, uh, beauty can come into your life. Mm. That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and we've got a caller on the line. Let's go ahead and take Sahar from Seattle. Sahar, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Big shout out to the Sage Sisters, <laughs> my friend Megan Durkins. Love you. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for calling. Yay. So what's your question for Jess? I have a question. Um, we've actually been doing IVF for four years, and we just started down our surrogacy path. And I'm just curious if um, she thinks that this will actually work for us. Hmm. Let's go into that, please. Ah, so my dear, the biggest message that's coming in is releasing that the feeling that it didn't work in the other ways, right? So it's less about you can't control whether it'll work or not. What spirit wants you to do is to release the past and to really focus your love and your bounty on this beautiful option right now. So that's like the biggest thing I'm getting is it's it's less about will it work or not. That's control. We need to release that. And we need to come in to this more beautiful feeling of what you're working with and this beautiful experience that you get to have. It's unique. It's wonderful. It's gorgeous. You'll also have this surrogate perhaps in this baby's life or have this deep gratitude for this other woman. So it's also opening up this experience that there are different kinds of women in this world and there's this deep appreciation for this co-creation with her. Yeah, that makes sense. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Thanks for calling. Thanks. So Jess, do you communicate with twins and triplets? And what is that like? (laughs) <laughs> yes. Um, if you've ever met twins or triplets, they're like um, triple the fun or double the fun. I remember I had twins who were um, flipped in uterus and the mom really wanted uh, to have a vaginal birth. And so she said, can you talk to them and see if they can get in the right position? And so I tapped into their energy and, you know, usually they're called like baby A and baby B. So Mm -hmm. I tapped in and baby A shows up and then he shows me this little hand and he was like, talk to the hand. And I was like, (laughs) oh, denied. And so I went over to baby B and I said, well, so what's going on? And baby B said, you know, I follow baby A. Baby A is in the position and then I would sort of rotate around that. And then they delivered me this really beautiful message, which which was um, that they wanted their mom to talk to them. And they said, welcome to having twins and learning how to negotiate. And so <laughs> their message was, put your hands on your belly and, you know, please ask them, hey, guys, I'd really love for you to get in this position so we can come out and have a vaginal birth. And, she, you know, she had her reasons for that. She didn't really want to have a cesarean. And um, they listened to her and they came out and she had a beautiful vaginal birth. And I think they're almost two years old now. So that's it's really cool because um, they have those unique personalities. Um, Sometimes I've talked to one twin who's lived and one twin who has passed either in utero or shortly after birth. Mm. Um, And a lot of times 
there'll be a more dominant energy in one of the twins. And so they'll talk first, they'll show up first. Um, then they're usually like holding their sibling's hand and they'll sort of bring that sibling in um, to talk to me as well. But like some will show up as the, the main communicator. Um, and then I haven't talked to any triplets yet, but I would love to. <laughs> I think that'd be fun. <laughs> Do you hear that, everyone? She would love yeah. to talk to triplets. Now All you're right, going to get just, downloaded. Put that with, out there. Yeah, you. you're going to get downloaded with a ton of those now, Jess. <laughs> I love it. Why so, not? So, Jess, do you walk around and constantly hear babies talking or do you actually have to stop and tap into that? Like, are you avoiding maternity stores at the mall or like <laughs> what's happening? Baby showers? Yeah, that's oh my gosh. Oh, gosh. Yeah, like, thank God, no, right? Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really grateful. But I think before I really learned about the spirit world, spirits would just come to me and show up. And it was a little sort of like alarming because, you know, you, you don't know when they're coming. And so now I have a process. And so even before this call today, I set sacred space. I called in my guides and protectors. I called in your guides and protectors, mm -hmm. um, the listeners and the callers. And then I compassionately disinvited um, the spirits and entities who are not healed, whole and awakened. So I really create this very divine bubble with lots of support and protection because when I'm working with the spirit world, there's, it's like another world, you guys, like there's all kinds of things going on. There's all kinds of people, there's all kinds of entities. And so I really don't want to open up to all of that energy. I really want to create a container and um, only do it when I want to connect in. So I have this thing, it's like a trap door <laughs> and a light. And I like pull a little light, like, you know, those old school, like, you know, corded lights. And I just sort of turn my light off and I say, okay, guys, you know, um, it's not time uh, to talk right now because I would have this buzzing in my ear and it was so loud. And then I learned that I could just turn down the dial or just say no. And so they're, they're always willing to listen to me. They're always respectful when I say no. But because I have such a big bright light that shines all the way up into the spirit world, there's a lot of communication that wants to come through. So they will just follow that light. Um, but they always respect my permission. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about the expected baby boom that's gonna have that's gonna come from this time of quarantine. So coronavirus babies. Do you get any thoughts, messages, feelings about what this group is going to be like? Yes. Um, so I actually just got a message from a client today that I saw last week that she's pregnant, which is like so fun to wake up to. Whoa. And I'm like, oh, these babies. I know, right? It's like, oh, these babies are coming in. Um, and what they kind of share with me is that they're here for this new paradigm. So they don't want to go back to the uh, They have the highest hope all of humanity will be significantly changed after this experience because it is a global experience. And they want to come into this new world, right, where we hopefully have made these changes and allow them to come in and be a bit more free, a bit more connected. There's a bit more equity. There's a bit more understanding, right? Hopefully a lot of these um, old paradigms are breaking down and crumbling and will no longer exist. And so these little souls are and they're they're expecting a new world. So let's get to it, humanity. <laughs> and you told us in our pre-call that they don't want to be called the coronavirus babies, right? <laughs> yeah, because I, I think the coronavirus really is just the um, the way, you know, that that sort of like showered this in. It was sort of the the straw that broke the camel's back. I mean, all this was this energy was was percolating and coming. And this kind of just said, OK, this is it. Now we're, we have to break wide open as a society. So they've um, because, again, if they're coming in or their people are getting pregnant now, they've been around. They've been watching us already for a couple of years. So they already kind of knew the shifts was co were coming. Right. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Well, we've got some more callers on the line. So let's go okay. ahead and take Adrian from Palo Alto. Adrian, are you there? Yes, I am. Hi, Adrian. What's your question for Jess? Hi. Hey, Jess. Hi, Hi. Adrian. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any of you. This is my first time listening, but I know Jess. Um, so, yeah, I am wondering. I was like, oh, I'm just going to call. And now I'm up. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I am wondering if Jess can tune into my boys. I have twin boys that uh, left their bodies at 20 weeks in utero a couple years ago. Actually, it's almost their birthday in a month. Mm -hmm. And so... Yeah, and so uh, Jess knows that I'm on this new uh, business venture, following my passions, following my dreams. And so I'm wondering, 
how I can tune into my boys more for their support at this time because I feel that they're really going to guide me if I let them. And yeah, what's there? (laughs) Yeah. So Adrian, they're just, the biggest thing they come forward and say is just trust, right? Trust that you can do this. And yeah, the biggest thing they're saying is it's not going to look like mine. It's not going to look like anybody else's. You're going to have your own unique way of connecting. So stop comparing and stop wanting it to look and be a certain way and just allow it to come in. So maybe they communicate more through symbols. Maybe you get these um, intuitive hits. Maybe it's through a journaling practice, but they want you to sort of find out what feels like the best way for you because then Mm. it's, it's more, um, dedicated to you and it's less about trying to be like everybody else and it's more about owning how you receive messages because we all receive messages in all different kinds of ways and then what allows messages to come more through you is that you stand firmly in that belief that this is what's happening and you don't try it for it to look like anybody else's let it be uniquely yours they say and then they love you (laughs) (laughs) love them too how should i celebrate their birthday do they have a do they have anything that they're like yeah we want you to do this or just uh please make them please make them a cake with strawberries they say okay (laughs) because strawberries will be in season yeah. Um, and so, um, and then strawberries are just very uh, feminine, if you will. And there's just this beautiful sort of sensuality with them that they want you to sort, just sort of enjoy and just di- dig into that divine feminine that's within you and just really celebrate this beauty and this bounty. And that they gave you the ability to be a mother, my dear, and that they are yeah. always with you and that you will always be a mother. Right? Yeah. You always Thank be their you. Mother. I'm definitely going to make them a cake. Thank you. Thanks for calling. <laughs> In just like in what ways has your work evolved over the years? Oh, yeah. So I would say that um, I first started out really just doing the spirit babies and then the grief work. Right. So just sort of really talking to the babies up in that upper realm. And then people just started coming to me and saying, well, can you talk to them in utero? And I said, well, I don't know. Let's try. And that worked. And then they said, well, can you talk to my little baby who's born? And I said, I don't know. Let's try. And so more and more people have been coming to me with different types of communication for their babies and their children. And I even will talk to their eight-year-olds and their, you know, 10-year-olds. And they have an even more earthbound message for their parents. But it just sort of kind of evolved as my clients um, asked me to do things. Um, But then I would also say that I really started getting more involved with my own spirit team. And the more that I trusted them, I would see more people. So I would see angels. If you were an angel before, I would see covens of witches. If you used to be a witch, Um, I would see babies who were once stars. Um, I would now I see a lot of ancestors because there's big ancestor messages coming in for people to do that work. So the more that I did the work, the more people that showed up, the deeper the messages um, that that came. And then I've recently started working with tarot cards. And so now as I'm talking with a client, I'll see a tarot card over them. Hmm. And the tarot card will be like, this is their message. You know, that this is the hermit card or this is that card. And, and so it's really fun to kind of relay and understand another way to deliver that message to them. That's great. Well, with that, we're going to have to take another break. So everyone stick around for more Love from the Hip host Sage Sisters podcast. Did you know that your skin is your body's first defense against disease and infection? BrioTech knows and has developed their topical skin spray to enhance your skin's natural healing responses and defenses. BrioTech is all about providing its customers products that help promote skin wellness. BrioTech topical skin spray is a light misting spray free of added fragrance, oil, alcohol, and parabens. All this protection without clogging your pores. It's a must addition to your all-around daily skincare regimen. Try BrioTech, a collection of sprayers from two ounces to eight ounces. With this bundle, you can have BrioTech topical skin spray wherever life takes you. All natural and safe to use from head to toe. Irritations, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, Get BrioTech Topical Skin Spray today. Learn more at BrioTechUSA.com. That's B-R-I-O-T-E-C-H-U-S-A.com. Support your skin at BrioTechUSA.com. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and to subscribe and share my YouTube channel and podcast, Love from the Hip. That's H-Y-P, anywhere you can find podcasts. 
Today is the fifth episode of a series collaboration with Sage Sisters Podcast. Hey everyone, we're Megan and Haley of Sage Sisters Podcast. Every Friday, you can catch our new episodes all about energy, spirituality, and wellness. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts and on Instagram and Facebook at Sage Sisters Podcast. Today, we have the pleasure of having Jess McKeown, a spirit baby medium, using her channeling gifts to connect babies with their parents so they can deliver messages of healing, hope, and love. So Jess, I feel like we've talked a lot about surrendering control, right? That's sort of what it's all about when you go into this journey of parenthood. (laughs) Do you have an overall suggestion to all of our listeners as a practice as how to surrender control? Because that's so hard. It is. um, And one of my guides is Mary Magdalene. And whenever she comes in, she gives me these beautiful ceremonies. So a lot of times I'll get a unique thing for each person. But in general, what they say is, control the things that you can control. Like you can have that conversation with your parent or you can do your trauma work or you can start to exercise and move more. So they they still allow you to have the control in your life that you can control. But when you're creating with the divine, you really have to let go into that co-creation space and allow them to also be a participant and allow your babies to also be a participant. So sometimes, you know, parents think it's just about them and they forget that there's a third party or, you know, if you're having twins or triplets, even more who also have a say in this. And that's a lot of what my work is, is letting them realize that it's not just about what they want, it's also about what the baby wants. And so it's sort of this renegotiation of things. Mm. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, makes total sense. (laughs) So hard, though. And try controlling teenagers. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) That's a whole nother show. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So, Jess, with everything that you are doing, all of the downloads that you get, all of your clients, um, I guess, what does your self-care look like right now in quarantine? And then what else kind of are your go-to self-care things that you do, I guess, not in quarantine? Yeah. So right now in quarantine, I'm doing dance church, which is me too. Yes. It's like this live instructive dance and it's so much fun. And there's like thousands of people all over the U.S. doing it. So just dancing to move my body feels really good. Um, I'm doing a lot of like Zoom coffee dates and walks around my neighborhood and getting really intimate with the plants and the trees and the flowers that maybe I often ignore. I'm getting really intimate with my own neighborhood. Um, I'm also just allowing myself to feel all the feels, to just cry, you know, to just like get it all out of me, um, which has been really helpful. And what I'm doing right now that's really cathartic is I'm doing the 100 Day Project, which is an art project that you do every day for 100 days. And I am painting on one canvas every day for 100 days. So that's really been um, a lot of good self-care because it allows me to kind of have a little meditation and take time for my art. So I want to ask you, where do you hope to grow from here? So I would love to open up a place for children to experience their gifts at an early age. So like a little bit Hogwarts, a little bit after school care where they can learn Oracle cards and crystals and animal communication, energy work, mediumship and more. I mean, just all the beautiful practices that are out there. Um, I really believe that we have these gifts, all of us, and we tend to lose them as we grow up. We kind of a lot of times I feel like we put on armor as adults to kind of survive or get through things. And so I'd like to help these new babies coming in tend to those um, beautiful gifts at an early age, because I feel like if we're more in tune as a society, we really can progress to this next more enlightened level that they want. Mm. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So I just want to call out to to the listeners. So as someone who is struggling with infertility, I also had a session with Jess. And I know that there is so much fear around why is my body doing this? What's going on? What are these answers? And I was so scared to actually go and do it. And I just want to highly suggest to everyone to step out of that fear and go see Jess. She holds beautiful space. Any messages that you receive are so helpful because if you're struggling with infertility, you know how tough it is and it can feel really lonely. So I just wanted to give you, Jess, an awesome plug because it was amazing. Thank you. I have one last question that my girlfriend texted in while we were on the break. Um, She has a toddler at home. And during this time, like, how do you, like, everybody's at home together. So do you have any suggestion for parents who have little kids at home who maybe this time seems obviously different for them? 
Yeah. So um, what they're kind of coming in through right now is um, about the kids that are at home is to address it, right? To not ignore it, to say this is a different time, to say that we're going to have to do things differently, that our situation and schedule is going to have to change a little bit and just really being open and honest with them. They also want you to be open and honest with your feelings. So if you need to cry, if you're feeling stressed out, they say like, we need to see mommy do that. And we need to see mommy process those feelings and deal with them in a healthy way, right? And so if you need to take a bath or you need a time out, it's communicating to those kids, hey, this is what mommy's doing right now to make herself feel better. It's really important right now to show your kids how you are taking care of yourself because they are looking up to you and they are learning from that process. So just communicate to them. And then also just what they're saying is like, give them some extra love and some time and attention, right? Maybe you you don't have to run off to so many things. So maybe putting the phone down and like sitting down with them on their level is what they're showing me. And like reading books and playing with them and getting into that childlike space because there's a lot of creation and fun that you can have with them. And if you can drop down into that childlike energy, it will also be very healing for you, right? Because they're scared. And if you show them that it's okay to be scared and how to deal with it, then they can move through that and help you move through it. A lot of kids are showing me that they would come and comfort you. And so allow that as well. Allow them to show their tender, caring side, um, even to their toys or their dolls, right? Mm. Let that be a sort of a practice right now. And how do we help others who are going through hard times? That's fantastic. Yeah. So how can our listeners follow you? I am on Instagram at Mick Jaguar, so MC Jaguar, um, and I do lots of fun readings on there, and that's the best place for me to uh, showcase my work, and you can see my paintings going on, and then I'm also at JessMcKeown.com. That's my website with a little bit of info now, but more coming soon. Wonderful. Thanks for being here today. Thank, Thank you, you all Jess. so much. Thank you. Thank you to the Spirit Babies for showing up. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And thank you to Sage Sisters Podcast for another fantastic collaboration. And also Eric, my amazing producer, and you, the listener. Thank you, Sakura, for having us co-host. As always, a big thank you to Eric for keeping us on track. And of course, Jess, you're so fabulous. Thank you so much for being here. Don't forget, you can find us at sagesisterspodcast.com, on Instagram or Facebook. And you can listen to all of our new episodes every Friday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a safe and beautiful day, and don't forget to go sage yourself. And you can find me at sakurasutter.com. Don't forget to like me on Instagram and Facebook. Really love the show. Don't be shy. Let me know at sakuralovefromthehip.com. Tune in next Wednesday at 2 p.m. for another Love from the Hip on love and dating during the coronavirus. And make self-love contagious. Go ahead. I dare ya. <laughs>